Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Yesterday we were talking about some people engaged in vodka diplomacy or vodka solidarity. And of course we had to go straight to our resident vodka expert, producer Christine, on that. Now I want to ask her about another phenomenon that's strange that has emerged from all of this. And you have to at least appreciate some lighter stories involving a very heavy subject matter. And I'm talking in this case about, well, quite frankly, the thirst among quite a few women out there in the West for the president of Ukraine, President Zelensky. I guess this is a thing where women online are talking about how handsome he is and how they're sort of falling in love with him because of his bravery and his leadership. And we had to bring Christine into this conversation as well because I would not be surprised if she were on this bandwagon because she was on the Andrew Cuomo bandwagon, you might recall, in those early days of the pandemic. And he was giving those press conferences and I guess getting coached by CNN executives in advance of those press conferences. And he was trying to take shots at President Trump and – He was avoiding questions or revelations about his failed policies like forcing a bunch of senior citizens back into nursing homes even though they were infected with COVID, creating death traps. We found out about a lot of that subsequently. But in the moment, there was this phenomenon, especially among journalists and women of a certain persuasion who were all about Andrew Cuomo. People calling themselves Cuomo-sexuals. Remember that? That was pretty gross, especially in retrospect, given what we know. But Christina would refer to him as my Andy. And let's just say the love is gone and has been for quite some time. Has that impulse, has that desire to project these feelings onto some sort of leader in the public eye translated over to Zelensky for producer Christine, as it has reportedly for a lot of women. I I think it's a bit much. The man is fighting for the survival of his country, and he himself may not survive. I mean, the Russians have almost certainly marked him for death. But I guess that's part of the appeal for some, the the danger of it all. Christine, are you a fangirl? Are you in the in the club? I I'm in the club. I mean, it's a no-brainer. This man is a hero. He's a fighter. He, you know, well, he will literally lay down his life for his country and his family. And I don't have the thirst, let's say, that I did with Andy. And I don't, I don't know why I even have to bring that up. Thanks. I think it's important context about your judgment and your taste. And I think that's unfair to Zelensky because Zelensky's at least a lot more worthy, I think, of admiration I'll put it that way, 
But let me ask you this. Is the fact that he was a comedian, so obviously he's got a sense of humor. He won their Dancing with the Stars, so he's got some moves. Do those factor into this, or is it just the leadership, the gritty wartime thing, the genuine courage? Is that mostly what's driving this bus for you? I, I would say that's most of it, but I do like the whole package. You know, he has it all, and that is appealing to many. But we can talk about this further when he wins the war. Then, then Cookie really can go to town. Yeah, then, then if he, let's say, God willing, he survives, Ukraine wins, and he comes over to the United States on some sort of goodwill tour, for you it would be like the Beatles coming, right? You're just screaming, throwing garments at him. He can only be so lucky. Well, <laughs> let's just remember, he is married, and his, and his wife, she is a hero as well. Yeah, you know, she's she- and. She's been amazing. The kids are adorable. Have you seen the photos of his kids? I have. These family photos are just heartwarming. And then you smile. You smile just looking at this family, and then your heart sinks because you remember what's happening and the danger that they're in and why they're in that danger. And then it becomes not just sad and sobering but also, to me, angering. So I guess we had a little fun there for about three or four minutes there, but now we have to get back to the serious because that is the order of the day. And when we come back, we will have a serious guest joining us, Martha McCallum, co-anchor for Fox News Politics, hosted the story. She will join us here in studio in Washington, D.C. when we return to The Guy Benson Show. Happy hour. Guy Benson Show. Welcome back. All right, so this clip's going viral. It's from the classic game show Wheel of Fortune with Pat Sajak and Vanna White. And there was a contestant on there who had a puzzle almost solved. The last word had blank, A, blank. It didn't go well. She tried and failed several times. Let's listen to Cut 44. I'll buy a bell. Okay. An O. Two O's. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. No. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your lap. New. No. Spin or solve. I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map. Okay. So what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So swing and a miss. Strike one, strike two, strike three. It went everywhere. How could she not get it? And Pat Sajak, because we edited that down, obviously. That was a, a painful, like, three-minute video. The game show host, Pat Sajak, who I think is a conservative, he tweeted in defense of this contestant. I think it's a really nice thing that he did. He said, it always pains me when nice people come on our show to play a game and win some money and maybe fulfill a lifelong dream. And they are then subject to online ridicule when they made a mistake or something goes awry. He said he knew exactly what was happening in real time. 
she guessed feather in your hat, which is what some people say, how the phrase goes, and she wasn't thinking of synonyms for hat at that point. She thought, I must be off, it must be some other word, and she got that tunnel vision, and now she's viral. Pat Sajak kindly is coming to her defense, but the video is pretty funny. It's the happy hour on the Guy Benson Show on this Friday. Happy Friday. Thanks for being here. GuyBensonShow.com podcast, always free. Well, just a few weeks ago, we learned on this show about an alter ego of one of our team members, YY the Clown, one of the roles that Wyatt has played many, as it turns out, in his still very young life. And producer Christine really wanted to make sure that I was aware that there's another side to Quiet Wyatt or YY the Clown, and in this case, there is no clowning around happening at all. She is calling him War Wyatt, and she sounds a little afraid of War Wyatt. What are you talking about, Christine? So, yes, we we know Quiet Wyatt. We know YY the Clown. But this week, and probably a little bit of last week, I have learned there's another uh, layer to him called, I've called him War Wyatt. And this guy is not messing around. He is not dealing with Cookie's antics. He feels this is, it has to be serious all the time. Um, a little critiquing of my bookings, shall I say. And also just, I think he's trying to take my job. I'm just going to put it out there. Wow, all right. So this sounds somewhat paranoid, honestly. So your allegation here is that, what, because of the war in Ukraine and because it's been a very, very serious series of news cycles, Wyatt has kicked his persona into another gear, which you think is, what, overly judgmental, a little yes. intense? all of the above. And I, I, don't think, I don't think War Wyatt sleeps. I think it's just constant watching the news, reading, you know, his Wall Street Journal. All right, so what's an example? Um, Any time that I might suggest something that isn't possibly... Ukraine and Russia, because I'm saying, of course, we need to cover that. Of course, that's going to be our focus. But let's just give, you know, something a little lighter. Yet, he says, no, it's not going to happen. So he probably hates this segment and he'll probably hate the upcoming segments this hour. Wyatt, Wyatt might do a walkout for this (laughs) hour, the happy hour. This is a little too happy. So Wyatt, is she onto something or is is she making this up? Well, I mean, I. I think it's a little bit extreme, but I have been <laughs> closely monitoring the war. I think it's a huge story, and I think we've been covering it very well on the show, and I think Fox in general on the channel. I mean, it's a big story, so we gotta we got to make sure we're, we're getting all sides and all angles. Has she been out of line in your mind at all? Have you, have you stepped up maybe some, shall we say, constructive criticisms behind the scenes? I think so. Just in the beginning of the week, just so we could, you know, set the tone and make sure that we were, were, were being a little more serious than we have in the past on certain things. I think it would be a little odd for us to be covering a war where people are, are, are dying, sadly, and then switch to something about, you know, something that we normally would do fun and silly. So, but I told her that today, since it's Friday and, and since we need a little fun in our lives, we could have some, some funner, you know, silly topics. Um, okay. Also, I have one more complaint. Uh, usually, Wyatt is like my sounding board. Like, I can call Wyatt and be upset or complain to him about anything. And usually, you know, he calms me down, gets me back on track. But um, I'm not going to say who it is, but there was a huge booking that I thought I had 
landed. It did not work out. Cookie was devoted. Like, really, really, I took this hard this morning. And I called him thinking, you know, he's going to give me, like, a pep talk. Like, you're the best booker ever, Cookie. We couldn't do this without you. And he just said, all right, what do you want? Like, a pat on the head? Like, a pat on the back? Let's go. We got to go. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Did not care at all. Wow. That's sort of a dead-behind-the-eyes response. I kind of like it. I understand why you might not, though. Yeah, no, I, I don't operate. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> I don't operate that way. Um, I tend to get, I know you probably disagree with this, excited about things. Oh, are you saying you're a bit excitable, Christine? Just, Is that what you're claiming? Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I, mean, I knew I knew you were working on this. I knew you were working very hard on it. I knew that you were very excited about it. I was more nervous for you if it didn't work out <laughs> than for the show or for me. I was like, for her own good, I hope this works out. And it would also be awesome. And we'll make it happen at some point. Oh, don't it's you It's going to happen at some point. And let's just do a pat on the head and move on. Maybe Wyatt's right about that. So is everyone okay? We're all on the same team here. There's there's no grumbling. We're just putting this all out in the open. Yeah, yes? I think sometimes we need to air, you know, the uh, show's dirty laundry. And then mm-hmm. I'm glad it's the weekend because <laughs> yes. I have, like, I have to move. <laughs> Right. Like this weekend. Yes, because of the home stretch that we discussed yesterday. Yeah, so. The new apartment and all that. By the way, you said that you call him on the regular to, like, be a sounding board and to complain about stuff. Is that a euphemism for me? Are you whining about me? God, no. No, never. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'm going to have to ask War Wyatt about this. Get a fact check from War (laughs) Wyatt on this. He just sometimes he's just a sounding board for my life. Like sometimes I'll just be walking and I was like, oh, let me call Wyatt. Wyatt, you should start charging by the hour. Her psychic does. You might as well get something out of it. All right, we got to go. But when we come back, an extended home stretch. There's been stuff happening in my life with the vacation and then something that happened to be on vacation. We haven't gotten to any of it. We've really been very eager to have these types of nonsense conversations in the home stretch, We have been delaying it because it's the right thing and because of the tone that's necessary and because of some of the factors that, yes, War Wyatt has correctly pointed out and has sort of been ruthlessly enforcing all week. But because it's the back end of the happy hour on a Friday, we will get to those things, including, yes, Curious Christine. It's an extended home stretch on this Friday edition of the Guy Benson Show, GuyBensonShow.com. That's our website here. Podcast is free of charge every day, plus bonus Benson on the weekends, which is usually the lighter stuff, but some slim pickings on that front because of the nature of the news cycle and really the ruthless enforcement of War Wyatt, which we just mentioned in the previous segment. But, Producer Christine, I know that you have been very curious. This is the curious Christine side of you. About the vacation that we took last Wednesday through Sunday. I was off the air for three days. Obviously, a war broke out, so I was following that actually quite closely while on vacation because I wanted to make sure that I was prepared to come back and hit the ground running on the air. Plus, I'm just interested in in politics and geopolitics and current events and obviously this is a huge historic event this horrible invasion of ukraine by the russians and so it was not the type of vacation where i fully got to unplug that was not happening but it was a beautiful place costa rica Puerto Vida, and i was there with adam and some really good friends 
We, in many ways, had a fabulous time. It was a stunningly gorgeous hotel where we were staying. Just the views were breathtaking. There was also, I would say, how should I put this, a mishap along the way, which put a bit of a damper on the vacation partially, although we made the best of it. So you have many questions about all of this, is my understanding, and you have been sort of pent up in all of this. You've been building in frustration, bursting almost, bursting to ask these questions. And now, at last, at the end of the week, we're going to allow. We got the permission slip signed by Wyatt, so go ahead. So let's let's start back from the beginning. So I believe you left right after... I think things were getting tense in Ukraine, correct? But things were tense. Yeah, and we had we had General Keen on in the days leading up. We had KT McFarland on in the days leading up. Yeah, we were covering it pretty closely. But at the time, it was like you know, will he? Won't he? And a lot of the consensus seemed to be, well, you know, maybe he will for these reasons, but probably what he's done in the Donbass region is going to be maybe the extent of it, and. Then, obviously, that all went up in smoke in a matter of hours. Right. So you were, let me just get this straight. You were on your way. Did you land? And is that when you got the news? Or were you No, it was after dinner. So we went out to dinner that first night in Costa Rica, and we were staying on the resort property at the time. We had this lovely view. We had a great meal. We had some nice wine. It was sort of like, you know, that first glow of the first night where you're just so excited and everything's ahead of you on the vacation. We're talking about, oh, we want to do this excursion. We want to do the waterfall tour. Bum, 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 foreshadowing. And we were just having a great time. And I was making an effort not to be on my phone constantly. Then we got back to the room, and the plan was we were going to watch some Netflix, in fact, I did start a show that you and I are both watching. We'll have to talk about that next week if Wyatt will let us uh, in the home stretch. But the plan was to watch some Netflix and just hang out. I looked at Twitter, and all hell had broken loose, and I realized, well, this is not going to be a normal vacation. And I, I mean, if you look at my Twitter footprint from Wednesday evening through returning on Sunday, I mean you probably wouldn't have guessed that I was on vacation because I was plugged in constantly and following the updates because I just I felt obligated, like a duty professionally to do it, but also just compelled as a person to do that as well. I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, the great Harry Hurley filled in for you the three days that you were out, and one of our guests uh, was Chris Christie. And his person had called me maybe an hour before the hit and said, I'm so confused. Uh, is Harry doing it or is Guy? And I said, no, it's Harry. Why? And she's like, because I'm following Guy on Twitter and he is really up to date with everything. So I'm confused if he's there or not. And I yeah. said, that's how much he, I know. I, I, I felt for you because I was like, I know you. There's no way you can take your mind off of this. And this is, I mean, this is a big I deal. I couldn't. It was a big deal. And I did. It was interesting because I was actually talking to my friends on the trip. I was saying, do I post anything about this trip? Should I feel guilty about being on this vacation while this is all happening? And what I decided was all of my brain space on the war and what was happening would be on Twitter. And I would try to keep, as I usually do, my Instagram more personal, more fun, not as serious. Um, and so I was going to put 
photographs and stories from the trip on my Instagram. So Guy P. Benson on Twitter was serious in politics and world events and war. And Guy P. Benson, same handle on Instagram, was going to be palm trees and Pacific views and photographs of food and that kind of thing, monkeys, various wildlife. So that was the the decision that I made. There were some people who criticized being like, oh, you know, this is tone deaf for you to be on vacation. I was like, well, I'm, you know, Vladimir Putin doesn't dictate my vacation schedule, but he certainly impacted the way the vacation went to a certain extent. But that also comes with the territory. You know, it is what it is. And I think I made the right call under imperfect circumstances. And, like, my dilemma here is not really important at all. What's important is what's happening over there. And because this is stuff that, even if I didn't work in this industry, I would be pretty glued to it. That's just how I am. I just feel lucky and blessed to have a platform like this one on this show with this audience where people actually care what I have to say. And, and I feel like that, that's an obligation, that's, an, that's a responsibility that I have to not sort of roll back with cobwebs in my head from vacation and be like, so what's happening? Oh, there's a war? When did that happen? That's just not really an option here. So that's why I was tweeting as much as I was. In fact, one of my family members was like, dude, you need to unplug and just unwind. So that was the plan, but sometimes events are events. So that's what we did. It was, it was hard for me because there were so many times I was going to call you and say, do, do you want to call in? And then I was like, no, he needs, he really needs to unplug. And it's true. You can't predict your vacations based on what Putin's going to do. So it, it, I think you I think you had a good balance. I really do. I think you, you did it well. And, of course, we wanted to see the pictures. And I think you probably would have posted a little more had not been the times. But you did post it. Sure. So tell us a little more about the vacation itself. I've never been to Costa Rica. Is it? Oh. Is it like a, like an Aruba-type feel, or is it more adventurous? I feel like people go there for more surfing. Did you surf? Yeah, so Aruba surf? is much more—so it's an island. It's very dry. It's very flat. Costa Rica has amazing topography with beaches and then, you know, very dramatic cliffs and sort of mountains. There's also a very rich rainforest there. And, yeah, people will go there to surf. People will go there to zip line through the jungle. People will go there to fish. Uh, it's absolutely stunning. It's extremely hospitable, very welcoming to Americans. Everyone speaks Spanish, but almost everyone also speaks English. And it was fabulous. It had been on my list, Costa Rica, for a long time. And it was a very cool opportunity to go. We went to a resort on the Pacific, like literally overlooking the Pacific, near a town called Kepos. We got a little tiny, tiny, tiny plane from the main airport over to Kepos and then a short drive to the resort, which was just amazing. And this was an early birthday trip for me. This actually now is my birthday weekend that I'm going into, but I'm, I'm working, I'm speaking at this event in Florida. So we decided let's do a little birthday trip the weekend before, and it was great to have some of my friends there, and they were very kind and very generous, and it was just a, a really cool opportunity. I think you would have loved it. And we saw... Among our group, we saw butterflies, we saw parrots or macaws just in the wild flying, these flashes of unbelievable colors flying through the sky. We saw monkeys. We saw sloths. We were out on a boat one day, and we had dolphins right next to the boat. Like, that was fantastic. And so 
it really felt like a little slice of paradise. But then it was, yes, I mean, it was just the excitement and the happiness was tempered by the sobering reality of what was happening elsewhere in the world at that time, plus something else that happened to me on this trip, which we will address when we come back for the home stretch of the home stretch on the Guy Ben Show. Stay tuned. Home stretch, Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com. Podcasts always free, on demand. And if you're listening on the broadcast, that choice of bumpin' music is a bit of a troll by producer Christine. Indeed, it was a song, I think from the 90s, if I'm recalling correctly, that we were singing in the car on this little tour that we were on in Costa Rica. It was one of the offered excursions that you could do during a day. Like, oh, you can go horseback riding on the beach. You can go zip lining through the jungle, which is something I mentioned in the last segment. We really wanted to do the waterfall tour. And so four of the five of us were on that day trip. Started pretty early in the morning. And on our way to the first waterfall in just the the rainforest, basically, of Costa Rica, we were, in fact, singing Waterfalls by TLC. And... Christine, I know that you have been dying to ask me about this little episode, kerfuffle, if you will, on the trip. Yep. So this happened Friday morning. So got there late Wednesday, had the dinner, war breaks out. Thursday, we had just sort of a relaxing day at the beach, at the pool, that kind of thing. And then Friday morning, up early and out. So this is the second full day of a relatively short vacation. So feel free to... Ask what you would like to ask. I mean, <laughs> let's just get right in. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just mm. laughing about, I mean, the fact that TLC warned us all in the 90s, you don't go chasing waterfalls. What does Guy Benson do? He goes right to a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be three waterfalls over the course of the day. The first one was cool. We drove up. We sort of walked a little bit in, and we all had our swimming suits on, and our guide was like, all right, here's how you jump into the waterfall. This is where you want to jump, and we all did it. Well, how do you jump? I mean, you just jump. Is there a specific way? Well, you want to jump to where the water's deep, and, you know, there's specific, you know, he's like, don't dive in head first, jump in this way. So we did it and got some cool photos, and I actually posted a few of them on my Instagram story. Guy P. Benson, by the way, they were up at the time, and... They were nice. Like, oh, here's my friend Kelly, who's been on this show from the homegrown year. She was there. Like, oh, here we are taking a selfie in the water by the waterfall. Isn't this beautiful? Great. So step one, check. Success. Step two is a longer hike into a different part of the rainforest with a much higher waterfall. And with this waterfall, it was really, really beautiful. And I was going to take a bunch of photos of it. I said, you know, I'll take it. You know, after I'd done the jump, I'll take the photos. And there was a ladder that you had to climb up, and it was quite a climb to get up there. And then there was what they were kind of describing as a natural water slide, almost built in naturally to the rocks. And so you could slide about a third of the way down this thing and then sort of shoot out and go into a very deep little body of water underneath the waterfall. It looked really fun and exciting. And so... Our guide was telling me, here's what you have to do. Okay, so when you get to the top and when you're sitting down on this little rock, natural slide, if you will, you want to cross your arms 
to your shoulders. You want to have your chin down a little bit. You want to make sure that when you go off that you go straight down and your feet hit first. And he had like one or two other little tips. And I'm trying to do all of it. Didn't seem that difficult. So I get up there. I get situated. I get a little, you know, a little push. Here we go down the slide. Exciting. And you're pretty high up there. This was this was not a little mini one. This was a pretty big one. I go off the side as expected, and I most focus in my head on chin down, arms crossed, not so much on like feet out and pointed and landing feet first. And I guess just naturally my instinct was to lift my knees when I went over. So my knees come up, and for that reason I land not feet first. The impact is very heavily on my rear end, which is a hard crash into the water. And instantly, it just, like, shot up my back, just radiated up my back, totally knocked the wind out of me. And I was able, sort of as a fight-or-flight survival instinct, I was able to swim back to sort of the little rocks in the shore. But I was in shock. I was in extreme pain. I was sort of seeing stars and was sort of gasping for breath. I was sweating. Just, I guess, this natural reaction. I was profusely sweating, even though it wasn't that hot. And I was, I felt like on the brink of throwing up for about half an hour straight. Oh, my God. And my back was just, I mean, it was brutal. I, I don't know how I was able to hike back out of this place over rocks and all this stuff I guess I just knew I have to I have to get out of here there's no one else who can really do it except for me and they could tell like that was the end of the trip like of the waterfall excursion we had to go straight to a doctor I was getting injected with stuff I don't even know what they injected into me I had then painkillers and muscle relaxants and all this stuff and it is like it is some of the most pain I've ever experienced. I've never had the back pain thing, and I know it can be debilitating and really chronic for people, and I got certainly a dose of it, a big jolt of it on this trip, and I was not down for the count for the rest of the trip. I was down for the count for the rest of that day, for that evening. Um, I, I participated in a few little things on Saturday just so I didn't feel like I was lying in bed for most of this vacation, which I didn't want to do because I don't get a lot of vacation time that I take to to do this kind of thing, even though I travel a lot. So I was like, oh, trying to do stuff but not exerting too much because I physically really couldn't. And then the flight home on Sunday was a very unpleasant experience because sitting on the plane, like when I was sitting, I wanted to be standing. When I was standing, I wanted to sit back down. At one point, I was up sort of like in the galley on the plane and just bent over Sort of, sort of trying to stretch my back with the flight attendants just watching me for like 20 minutes. That was not fun, and I'm still feeling it. Like I'm, I'm not recovered. I'm feeling, I would say, 80% better from the worst of it. But that 20% is really still something. So that's the story. I went chasing waterfalls, and it didn't end well. I, I I feel I feel for you because you texted me that night and you know I panicked so you're like Listen. I waited till the show was over I I <laughs> wanted to make sure the show was over so you wouldn't lose it and you guys can continue focusing on that live show and then as soon as it was six Eastern I texted you I'm like don't panic but 
and then you were trying so hard not to panic. Oh, I, could tell. I tried to take all the exclamation points away because you know me. I wanted to be like, what? I'm coming. Here I come. I was going to offer to be your nurse for the yeah, week. No, 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 thank you. That is very kind to offer, but we're going to do a hard pass on that. Uh, but I'm glad that you were concerned. I'm definitely on the mend, I would say, overall. Dr. Sapphire, Dr. Neshwat were very helpful texting with me. So on the mend, hopefully feeling even better after this weekend. Have a great weekend as best you can. Stay safe. Stay sane. We'll talk to you on Monday. It's the Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.